Hello, welcome to Hazardous Opinions. I'm Eric, there's Andy. Hello. Today we're covering Midsummer. It is a drama horror mystery released in 2019. Yeah, uh, this one's directed by Ari Aster, one of my favorite upcoming directors, as well as a lot of upcoming stars. Uh, well, not a lot. There's a few upcoming stars in here. We have Florence Pugh, who is best known for being uh, Scarlett Johansson's sister in Black Widow. And then we have Will Poulter, who did stuff like uh, Hunger Games, uh, Where the Millers, stuff like that, known as the uh, the eyebrow kid for a while there. Uh, he's yeah. up and coming. Um, yeah, uh, not really any huge names, just a lot of people that are definitely just getting off the ground and doing good things. Ari Aster did uh, Hereditary previously to this, and so far he's two for two with me, and I'm really looking forward to his next upcoming movie, um, Bo is Afraid. Bo um, is Afraid. That one's coming out this year, and I'm looking forward to that. So before I get into the synopsis, what would you give this movie out of 10? Uh, I... I like this movie. I'll give it a, I'll give it an eight out of 10. Like I've already seen it a few times already. Um, mainly because like, <laughs> I'll like show it to people. It's like, Hey, you guys want to watch some fucked up movie? <laughs> uh, but it is really good. It's, uh, definitely the right amount of in intense and, uh, uncomfortableness that, uh, leaves you, uh, sitting like, what the fuck just happened <laughs> and uh i i do like those kind of movies so yeah pretty good yeah um i would be right along with you there i'd probably give this like an eight five eight six i really enjoyed this movie i think it was less spookyish than hereditary and i'm more more what the fuck um yeah. But I, I, I really fell in love with just like the beauty of the cinematography in this movie as well. And just like the, how some of the scenes looked. I was just entranced with with a lot of the the beautiful nature in this movie, which even though it takes place in Sweden, actually most of the movie is filmed in Hungary. But uh, very beautiful landscapes. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. An actual Swede uh comments and says that uh the only thing unrealistic about this movie is uh <laughs> that it's actually uh warm and sunny because <laughs> it's supposed to take place in Sweden and it's not actually like that there. Yeah, uh, I think so. Sweden's definitely more near the uh, harsh winter part of the world. Yeah. Exactly. But uh yeah, I very much enjoyed this movie. So Midsummer is kind of a story about this friend group of four or five. Was it five males? Four males um, going to uh, Sweden four, yeah. for a festival for the Midsummer Festival, as well as for the thesis project for one of them. Um, but after a tragedy strikes, one of the members, Christian and his, uh, his girlfriend decides to come with. And then, uh, Pele, the Swedish friend in the group, kind of leads them around to Midsummer to his commune where he grew up, and uh, things just start to get weird over the nine-day festival. And they <laughs> in a uh, 
very flowery ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the most part, this it like the beginning of the movie has some like very eerie vibes, but it like goes zero to a hundred when they go to that festival. And, you know, they take some shrooms or whatever. They're chilling. They're having a good time. They go walk in and people are just dancing around and stuff like, you know, the joining hands and running around in circles, whatever that yep. is they do. And uh, yeah, then the next day um, they crowd around a cliff. And uh, are we going into spoilers right now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's jump into spoilers. Um, yeah. So, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want any spoilers, stop right now. As I was saying, they crowd around the cliff and like the shock factor just really hits you when uh, the guy just jumps off a cliff and then smacks on a rock and then he doesn't <laughs> die. So they come in and they just start beating him with hammers. <laughs> the fucking hammer. Yeah. Like you they just turns with it. It was like mind blowing how crazy that shit got <laughs> real quick. I um I like to say I, I was completely expecting it to I was like okay there's something fucked up with with these two main people and they were talking about um end of life stuff earlier in the movie before that um and how they don't really have like a elder generation yeah um, so like okay something's happening with these two and then seeing them up on their up there on the cliff I'm like okay gonna jump off and then he. Uh, focuses in on her smushed head um, the the female that jumped off first and I was like okay I see you Ari <laughs> you're just <laughs> you're, uh, doing the hereditary stuff where you're you know uh, I'm not going to spoil that one but you know focusing on some some more gruesome details of the movie yeah and um, uh, it's, it's yeah good. I really uh he he does that a lot and it really like really has sits there makes you sit there in the most uncomfortable scenes just to make you absorb the shit that is happening and yeah. uh, he does it does it really well too well, with the camera shots of like uh sometimes there's like things going on in the background like there's always some foreground and background things going on with the cinematography which i really like mm-hmm. um yeah, 
like like you mentioned for the um <laughs> for just him like putting an uncomfortable length of some of these shots like it's not shots where oh that was too long he should have cut that it's intentionally crafted to leave you like just feeling odd or like off about the scene like yeah. it's, a, it's just a perfect length to make you uncomfortable like when someone just stares at you and like just wants you to reply type of thing like you know yeah. you're, you're gonna eventually uh reply because it's just awkward silence and that's kind of like how those scenes work it's just anxiety inducing like you just she's like okay when are you when are you gonna cut off the gore like oh no <laughs> there comes the <laughs> hammer yeah and they, he doesn't like, cut away he shows you yeah makes you like fully grasp everything that's happening. It's like, you will look at it, look at it. <laughs> um, summons reaction. The, uh, the, the two male and female that came with the, uh, the other guy for the tourists, mm-hmm. the, those two just reaction completely was, uh, was funny to me. And, um, the whole grandmother, like talking them down and stuff. And, um, she asked their tour guide, like, hey, what the fuck, bro? You didn't you didn't <laughs> warn them were, there was gonna be some so tradition. Pissed. Yeah. It's like you didn't warn them at all. He's like, I yeah. tried. No, <laughs> you did listen. not. You, you did like, not. You, didn't, you obviously didn't tell them there would be human sacrifice. <laughs> not like Polly no. did either, but still I mean, he knew that they wouldn't agree to go. Uh, I mean I mean, if we're not going to be coy about it because they were the sacrifices, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, they weren't going to say, like, there's going to be human sacrifices, uh, not only with, you know, some of the members of the group that's already there, but all of you guys, (laughs) too. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that was that was a funny thing to me. Well, not funny, but like it's fucked up thing to me is like. This guy seemed really cool in the beginning. Turned out he's brought all his friends to this ceremony to have them all sacrificed. It's just insane. Uh, I do want to say what, one of the biggest, if not the like uh, most important like pro of this movie is Florence Pugh's acting chops. Like, holy shit, that girl can act. Yeah. Um. Like you kind of see it in some of her other work and she's starting to be more popular, which is awesome. I'm, I hope she gets a lot more big roles. Um, but especially with like the intro scenes with the tragedy with her family, with her sister and parents, like, holy shit. Just like the emotion she conveys with just looks and mm-hmm. stuff like that is just top notch. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And you could tell like she, like, she almost played two different characters uh, mm-hmm. in this movie because like after uh, what happened to her sister, like she was just like a uh, completely different after that. Understandably. Right. And um, yeah. yeah, it was just like her whole like demeanor changed and um, like she was like probably the, like the most chill one out of everybody that was there with everything that was happening. Well, I guess she wasn't chill. I mean, she was freaking out. Everybody was freaking out, but like, um, yeah, uh, yeah. she was more accepting of the culture, even though she was dealing with her own panic attacks from her. Yeah. Entire family dying like just a week ago, but yeah. 
um yeah she she actually had a lot of panic attacks throughout this so i guess she i guess saying she was chill was just uh <laughs> really off from that i think she was ready to accept the culture and like obviously we see like with her home like that um Christian and her parents were kind of like the only people she leaned on. Um, and then obviously she just had Christian and then she felt him pulling away. So I, I think she was ready to latch on to this new family that she was starting to make as she goes through midsummer festival. So I don't know. Part of me wants to think that they were just like, they were just like gorged out of their mind on drugs (laughs) <laughs> and like, I feel like as soon as she just wakes up from this uh, high, she's going to mm-hmm. figure out like what happened to all her friends and might freak out again. But I don't know. It could have been, but she seemed like she was like forming really like strong bonds with a lot of the other women throughout the movie, like throughout like her cooking scenes with them and helping yeah. them out around the festival. And of course, like the May Day I- Parade or the what they call it the mayday queen um yeah. as well she said yeah. like she was really enjoying it she was getting treated better than everyone else uh and she <laughs> probably didn't see all the gruesome things that was happening to everybody else too um yeah. yeah she actually didn't see any of that it was mostly a uh, christian and seems like anybody who figured out what was going on quickly died after that i mean there was a blood eagle uh yeah part that happened for, like they actually Simon. pulled a blood eagle somebody on somebody uh, that that just that was crazy um yeah i started seeing that as it like got closer and i'm like whoa did they blood eagle that guy yeah they did and uh it like that's probably like the worst part the worst one um i think one of them had their eyes gorged out or something uh what what's his name? Um Mark, the uh, played Mark. by Will Poulter. He got a skin suit made out of him because he the one guy like took his face off when they went to go kill um I can't remember the other guy's name, uh Josh. Uh the one that was working on his thesis. Yeah. Like when they hit him in the head with the hammer. And that was quite a blow. I was surprised he uh survived that first hit. Uh, did he survive? He, I thought he just fell right to the floor. He was twitching at least, still. He seemed Uh somewhat alive. Uh, Yeah, it could be the death twitches, (laughs) but death rattles. He's looking at looking at the entrance as he's reading the book, and he's like, Oh, Mark, hi, what are you doing out here, bud? (laughs) And he gets closer, and you see skin suit. Oh, fucking creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. And um, yeah, I don't know if like any of this is traditional. It's I mean, obviously, this was like this is like an exaggeration or like a horrification of this whole midsummer tradition. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I knew like like way back in the past, like there is a lot of dark themes to it. So I don't know if they're just pulling you know, uh, some sacrificial things from other traditions and put it in this. I mean, cause I know the blood Eagle is a Swedish, like, like very old school, like Viking days tradition thing. Right. Mm. 
And I wouldn't doubt it because in Hereditary, um, Ari Aster also pulls from real life. I, I can't remember the exact term of it, like witchy lore. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, did his research into um, some of the more darker traditions of this festival as well. But from everything I've, I've read on it about modern midsummer, it's mostly like a, I can't think of what to compare it to in America. Like um, it, it's like a festivity for fertility. Um, oh, Okay. It's a very interesting because obviously we don't really have anything quite comparable to it in America. It's no like like a celebration of um like the summertime and stuff like that, and you know the time where people should be reproducing. Oh, there's a lot of like phallic symbols um, in the uh, festival and stuff like that. And you kind of see them in midsummer as well with um, the big pole that they're dancing around for the, yeah. the May day ceremony. That's apparently supposed to be phallic. It's supposed to be, okay. the, it's got the little circles at the top and it's a, uh, the pole. So there's a lot of really interesting stuff that still connects throughout this movie. Cause there's a lot of fertility stuff in this movie. They talk about, bloodlines a lot throughout um josh's thesis project and then um obviously christian gets uh his whole ceremony yeah uh, for fertility Very interesting. <laughs> the, ooh, that was that was uh one of the more uncomfortable parts of it uh because like <laughs> just kept it, going yeah it just kept going and uh we, we saw the whole thing when you walked in from when he walked out and it was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, and I did double check um, Christian's like acting credits and stuff. And I'm like, I, I wonder if like normal actors consent to that or if it's like CGI or um, what they do for like the nudity scenes. Like, like I feel like you can't live that down in your career that the whole world knows what you would look like. I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't could've... be the first time. I mean, well, what like would you say the same thing for like all the all the actresses that were naked in their movies? Yeah, yeah. I just meant like um like Christian didn't have um many acting credits to his name, but uh like I couldn't imagine in this scenario like Chris Evans being that actor. Like when he was starting oh, off. And yeah. then you look back uh, from what he is now and be like, oh yeah, he was swinging his dick around in, in that movie. It might depend on the actor or actress. Yeah. I mean, if they're, you know, that secure with themselves, I, I can't see how it would be uh, that big of an issue. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how agencies work in Hollywood. Like, are they going to be like, oh, yeah, we like the whole world knows what your dick looks like. I don't think we should have you in this movie. <laughs> it's like, OK, that's a little shallow. Not to say that Hollywood isn't shallow, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that's just, a good question, think like I never see big actors do those kind of roles like you, you yeah. probably wouldn't see um, Florence Pugh naked in the movie. Like no, even probably um, not. like Game of Thrones in all their nudity, I think 
was a good majority like porn stars or like lesser known actors they actually did porn scenes yeah that's true yeah i don't know it's like i don't know if it's like a i don't think it's a career ender but uh no certainly not i just i, it's I, just I wonder like, if there's any big names that have started off in these kind of roles right that that's that's interesting that is a good question um, yeah, other than um, like our few Americans that are in the movie and the two, uh, I think they're Brits. Um, this movie is the rest Swedish, which is pretty cool that they actually got like all Swedish actors. Yeah. Um, for everyone else there. Yeah, it is well, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Um, going back on the, the camera work again, like we we're talking about, I there's there's a lot of cinematography moments in this movie that like really stood out to me is maybe not necessarily unique, but um, just stuff you don't see very often, Uh, at least not done well, I would say Um, there's a scene when Christian and Danny are talking and you can only see Christian in like the mirror in the corner. Yeah. Uh, Well, you can see Danny. I just, I I like that. That was like a, neat scene and then the transition like after she's talking to Pele and he kind of brings up trauma again for her and she runs to the bathroom and it transitions to the plane bathroom that scene was really cool yeah yeah I agree with you on that that was really cool and um that was that was the probably the scene I was thinking of with like the foreground and background thing because like you can only see uh Christian through the mirror which is in the background but you could you know, you can see Florence and it's like, you know, just see her face just standing in the doorway. So, uh, yep. uh, yeah, you don't see very many scenes like that. No, it was it was very well done. The the kind of relationship just in general between um, Christian and Danny, like felt very real and like intense as well. Like, at least into the point where uh, Christian starts to become uh entranced i guess at the festival like the relationship felt very just just real to me and um god like the some of those scenes that still like stand out in my mind are like him comforting her and stuff after her her family's death and just like the the wailing and stuff and yeah and then like just before that he was at the bar talking about breaking up with her because you know she was annoying because she's like because she has a lot of anxiety so she like you know just like it like he couldn't handle it because he more like saw it as a bother Mm -hmm. um so like it like started to get too much for him and he was about to break up with her and he wasn't uh, he wasn't supposed to bring her with to the midsummer festival. But uh, yeah, I, you know, after that, all that happened, he ended up bringing her with, which really pissed off Mark for some reason. He's yeah. like, what the hell, man? No, no girls allowed. Um, I'm surprised how well they, they hit it though, between uh, Josh and Mark still like Pele, of course, loved having her with just cause I think he seen that uh, opportunity to induct her in the commune as well. Yeah, um, but I feel like Josh and Mark didn't complain too much after they got to the festival. 
Yeah, no. Better. I mean, because they were they were there. I mean, we they made it, so it's yeah, yep. wasn't a big deal. Had to be a awkward car ride for sure, though. Yeah, <laughs> it um, definitely seemed like it too, because um, she was just sitting there and nobody was really talking the whole time, and uh, I don't know, maybe it was just a different dynamic they were expecting. So. Yeah, she, like she was happy to be there and all that. So I, I guess like you could tell like she kind of felt bad for coming with because uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah. just like one of those spur of the moment things. You yep. you mean you can't completely blame him in the situation for inviting her either. It's like. Oh shit! Yeah, I can't just say like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave for <laughs> yeah. two weeks right after your parents and sister just died." Yeah, um, and not even in like a normal way either. Your sister fucking killed your parents and herself. I know, and uh, it was. It's kind of crazy that like Mark didn't understand that. Like he was still kind of mad about it, but like it's like whatever. Yeah, he yeah. just like Christian just dealt with it, and he's like, "Yeah, you're coming with," so. Yeah, and I, even though, like, we don't get the whole perspective of the relationship, we kind of just see that Christian's ready to be done with her. You can still see he does, like, care about her, or else he probably, you know, wouldn't have even bothered in the first place. Yeah, he does. Fighting her and comforting her. and Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he was just, like, um, he was getting stressed out with her, I guess. He probably wasn't, like, you know. It's like he was probably thinking about it, but not like, you know, thinking like this is what I want to do. Like he's like kind of weighing it as his friends are all like, dude, just break up with her, bro. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I could I could definitely see like both sides of their relationship. And I, yeah, I understood it. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Um, Mark tripping out when when they first get to uh, the midsummer area. <laughs> was that was funny. funny like, don't leave all. me, guys. Don't don't leave me. We're all gonna <laughs> sleep now, or I'm gonna lay down. Josh, Let's all lay down. <laughs> Josh, lay on the ground. Lay down. It's so nice down here. Uh, yeah, and that that um whole shrooms trip was like uh kind of cool because. Uh, she was sitting there and then like the grass was like going through her hand and stuff. And then she looked down yeah. and there was, like, grass all around her feet. And uh, that was like a point where she started freaking out and then like ran into the bathroom, which they have an out. Like it wasn't a bathroom. It was like a outhouse, I guess. Yeah. They, even though they were kind of secluded out there, they had a lot of modern technologies. Like it's not yeah. like a, uh, it wasn't like an Amish thing or anything like that like they had electricity and trucks and i think some of them had phones out there said that they had a landline yeah so i don't know if like it makes me wonder like is this like the place they go to to celebrate midsummer or did they like live out here like part of me wants to think that they live out here but also like these could be just like modern people that just came out here for this festival that's true as well. Yeah, I don't really know. There's not like a lot of housing. There was just like the temporary housing that we kind of see in some other buildings. 
Right. Hmm. I, uh, I think um, Mark in general was kind of our comedic relief throughout this movie. And mm-hmm. the movie really did take a sharp turn um, kind of after his death, just because there was, there's no comedic relief anymore. And you're delving just straight into the fucked up. Like no more uh, getting eased into it. Yeah. He had another scene where I can't remember where they were going, but the, the one girl kept looking at him. The one that kind of leads him off later in the movie to kill him. Um, <laughs> and he was kind of ugling her and he was like, Oh my God, I want to give her a bath. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, it's like why did you the weirdest, that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest, uh, fetishization i don't know like oh i don't think God, he was saying it she was dirty i think it was just like a like i want to touch her or something yeah it's like i've never heard that in my life <laughs> oh my god i want to give her a bath that one just it caught me off guard that was funny it was um goes up like hey would you like a would you like a bath yeah well i'll scrub you down mm-hmm <laughs> There's uh there's this one there's this one part where well I guess it's like a whole story arc with that mm-hmm. um one redheaded girl that was like on Christian the whole time. Yeah. And I uh I don't know how old she was, but like she was like giving him the you know, the eyes and um they like it, it took a it like it went into this weird thing where like there was some exposition revealed to uh Christian about this whole fertility thing and it started out with like uh, what was it like the period on that okay so they you remember well, they, that they didn't they were they didn't oh, reveal sure. it to Christian it was um Simon and his girlfriend when they were walking past it is when you see that kind of like tapestry. Yeah. The tapestry uh, of put period blood in. Now, after seeing the, the dinner scene, I realized it was his drink. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like mixing period blood and pubes into your food, but yeah. period blood into your drink pubes into your food. <laughs> and you can even see when he's, <laughs> when he's at the dinner table, his glass is so much darker than everyone else's. Yes. No one comments on it. <laughs> bro <laughs> so they, they called that the love potion or whatever it was yeah. supposed to be able to seduce somebody or something that was just ugh. yeah well, well she tried the charm under his bed at first and that didn't work and <laughs> yeah. a more drastic route <laughs> this this uh this girl was just trying everything other than actually approaching him i couldn't <laughs> believe it I I do like that they show us that mural at first, though, because then you're completely just, you know, you're expecting it as you're watching. Yeah, exactly. That's there's a reason why we are showed this and we're about to find out. It and, pulls a little yeah. hair out of his mouth. Uh, I like, yeah, I like how Mark instantly was like, that's a pube. Like, how the fuck do you know that? That's a pube. I, I know like my a, pubes and that's a pube. I don't know, beard hair or something. <laughs> I know a pube when I see one. And that's a pube. <laughs> but that's pretty funny. And he, he looks straight over to her. He, he knew it was her. 
Yeah, and she had that little little face just looking at him like, oh my god, girl, you nasty. <laughs> she looks so sad throughout the whole movie. Oh, because her spells weren't working. <laughs> you know, the ripped off a <laughs> ripped off her pubes, put it in his food, and then took her period blood, put it in his drink. <laughs> the I poor guy. I thought we'd see more of like a um, a fight between her and Danny as well, like just because of jealousy, but nothing really like they those two didn't even like interact whatsoever. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, I don't know exactly. Like it, it's just it's all weird because, um. Yeah, by the time they actually like did the deed, like there was so much other shit happening with everybody else. Pretty much everybody else is dead at that point, except Christian yeah. and Danny. And uh like and then they, they did that and she had no idea. She's becoming the the May Queen. And yeah, and then she fucking loses her mind and uh burns him in a building while he's covered in bearskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah it, I do like that. Like, <laughs> it was Sorry. actual bear skin. I, I thought it was like a bear suit at first, but you can see yeah. like the the inside of the skin like all over on it too. So like he was just actually wearing uh bear skin all over him. And yeah, because you, you see this the the scene where they are cutting out the organs out of the bear. Yeah. And uh, it's like, okay, interesting what's happening here. And it's, yep, they just stuff him straight inside the bearskin. Yep. <laughs> Sewed it all up. There's no getting out of that. Yeah. Nice and toasty. I, I I did also like during that scene, the um, the one guy comes in. He's like, this is a take from the yew tree. Uh, it's going to numb the pain so you won't you know feel anything to the two. Um, they were voluntarily being burned alive. Yeah. And as soon as the fire catches on that first guy, he immediately starts screaming. (laughs) I don't think it numbed the pain. (laughs) No, I don't think so. That was a lie. Yeah. So that was a fucking lie. Yeah. This movie originally gives me like get out vibes when, um, they're very first getting to the commune and Pele is talking to, um, the one priest kind of guy that they uh, run into. And he's like, Pele is such an immaculate skill for like picking out people. And I'm like, Oh God, this is going to be some like weird, weird shit. There are going to be, uh, something's going to happen to him, of course. So what's Pele again? Uh, Pele was the, the Swedish friend in the group. They, they brought them. Oh, in. good for picking up people. Oh Yeah. I missed that part, but uh, (laughs) yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you start to learn through like a mixture of like the, I don't know, different paintings on the wall and like um, Josh's thesis project when he's asking people that they try to avoid incest where they can. And that's why they bring outside blood, which is why he picked Christian and then um, uh, Danny as well. It was nice to have her. So they can, yeah, because they can keep it, keep it inter- incest free, except for uh, the few 
purposely selected incests for their uh, their oracle. Yeah. Which is uh, which one was the oracle? He was the one that only had uh, one eye visible and had like the the skin that was overgrowing half his face. Um, the really deformed oh, one. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the the inbred guy. Yep. Yeah, they're like uh, we're intentionally breeding ancestral babies so that we can get more oracles. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, um, feels like Ariaster just like he knew about somewhat about this tradition, and then he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to town on this. Like, <laughs> this is uh, my tradition now, and he just kind of like really made it all kinds of fucked up. It still feels like um, Swedish by nationality, but I don't like not immersed in the culture in my life. So I don't can't fully say, but it still feels like there's a lot of care taken, like just with the um, like the symbolism, like all the Nordic runes around. I actually was trying to translate a lot of them as I was watching through the movie, Um, because when they first walked up to one of the things, he's like, oh, that's uh, Elder Futhark runes or something when he's talking to josh he's like okay so i had that like up next to me and i was like picking out symbols as i watched the movie to try and uh, see what they meant like when they're in that that dinner scene before the, the rock cliff jumping of the elder couple yeah um the tables are arranged in um the shape of a rune called like uh, othala i think is the the one it was and it kind of meant like um ancestry and like home so that that was interesting and made sense um, and yeah. i was trying to pick out like the the different runes on their uh, the clothing as well to see if i could like figure out what their fates were before it happened so it's it. a little hard to translate because there's there's more nuances than just looking at a at a graph than i realized yeah i suppose it could be like japanese where like symbols uh could be um you know used together and it'll mean something completely different. Exactly. Yeah. There was like, um, uh, like if certain runes were combined, it meant something else. And then you could also put it backwards and it means, it means the opposite of what it normally means. Yeah. So very interesting. I got to learn some stuff about, uh, Nordic runes. Yeah. This is interesting. Um, the, um, What's it called? The uh, the May Queen dance as well. It was a very fun scene. Like I I felt like energetic myself just watching them all run run around. Um, is a very well done scene. Um, just the whole time, I felt weird. Like when it switched to Christ- Christian's view, just he's just fucking staring and he's not saying anything. And I know he's drugged up from um, whatever drink they gave him. Um but he just keeps staring. And even when they're carrying her away on the, the winner's throne, he's just staring and he's just, he's the only one not in the picture. And he's off in the distance, just looking at him. And yeah, it's so uncomfortable during those. Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to show the contrast of the different experiences of what's happening. Cause right now, Danny's just kind of enjoying herself, dancing with people. And Christian is sitting there watching them all dance and probably trying to figure out what the hell was going on. 
Yeah, because um, he's probably realizing his friends are not coming back. Yeah. And um yeah, I'm sure it was like he was just in awe and shock because like he like right now you see these people dancing and then his friends are missing and it's like well what are the actual intentions like they don't really seem malicious but Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously they're like there's something very wrong here um and like i'm sure he's just sitting there trying to figure it out yeah and um what was it called? He what was it called like a potion of suggestion or something like that is what she said it was when she gave it to him. It makes you uh, like more pliable to uh, what people want you to do. Oh, um, yeah. He I, I admire Christian's um, resistance, at least as well. He was at the dinner table after she was crowned the May Queen. And um, I think her name was Maya or Maha. I'm not sure how you'd say it in, in Swede. Um, the uh, the redhead girl was trying to tempt him to come off uh, and go off and fuck. And he was just staring at her and stuff. And you could see like how hard he was resistant to just stay at the table. And <laughs> um, yeah, eventually, of course, he caved when uh, he went to the older. I don't know. You call her the elder of the, the commune. She convinced him. Yeah, it, like, yeah, it, it's surprising amount of resistance, but like, it was probably all of that off-putting that he had before to make him like have the mindset of just like, I gotta stay here, I gotta protect Danny, uh, because at that point they're the only two left, and um, yeah, you know, it's uh, I don't know, I can't imagine being in that situation either, um, like. Uh, this movie actually made me develop a fear of communes. So uh, <laughs> if there's any, you know, people living on their own in the middle of nowhere, uh, I'm probably going to steer clear. You know, I feel like it shouldn't have taken Midsummer <laughs> for that to be a warning sign. That's uh, true. But I mean, I guess I'm like, I've always seen like a lot of cultists like media surrounding like people out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they're, they're doing crazy shit out there. And yeah. So, I mean, I guess it wasn't just midsummer, but (laughs) it definitely is, uh, is the first thing I think of when I see a commune now. Yeah. It's like, now it's it's not just like forward facing red flags either. It's right. like even the, the nice smiles and super friendly, beautiful flowered areas could even be uh, yeah. cool cultures. Exactly. Like, don't trust any, don't trust anybody that's like doing that shit. You know, it, uh, it makes me wonder how long Pele was their friend that, um, I mean, it probably wouldn't be too hard to convince a couple of, of graduate students to uh, fly out to Sweden for a week. For a vacation. Right. For a vacation. Uh, especially if he's giving him free housing and board and food for all that. Yeah. But, uh, it may, makes you kind of wonder how long he was their friend to uh, to build that trust. Uh, I don't know. I Something tells me it wasn't that long 
because uh you know he wasn't in their like core friend group when they were out having drinks and stuff so it's like uh you was know, he not? I thought there was four of them out, out at the bar. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was there. He might have been. Hmm. Yeah, one of the uh, other cinematography moments I, th- I thought of as well is is after we see Simon and his blood eagle in that little barn there when um, uh, the awesome scene of fucking Christian running around from building to building with his dick swinging around because he's trying to find out <laughs> where to hide. And he yeah. ends up going to the one where, where Simon is blood eagled. And then they, um, I can't remember if they, they bonk him or whatever. And he's laying on the ground and the, the fucking guy manually closes his eyes. I really like that. And they like, <laughs> closed half the screen and then closed the other half. Yeah. I thought that was a um, pretty cool thing to do. Yeah, that is a cool moment. Um, but, um, it makes me wonder if I was like thinking about the, you know, Pell thing. Like, do you think it's possible that he killed Danny's parents? Because if it was uh, like. I seen what? that online, but I think personally, I thought he seemed genuinely surprised that uh, she was coming. But yeah, like, happy about it. Like, I think he lucked into it. You think so? I I think so, unless unless you've seen some other stuff that also leads to it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, with the whole bringing them out there as uh, as sacrifices, and she becomes the new May Queen, like yeah, there's know, no way he'd, he'd know it. What do you mean? There's no way he'd know it that she, she was coming with. No, that that she'd be like the May Queen and everything. She uh, survived like the stamina test and. How does he know that she wouldn't, you know, just kill herself too if she just lost her entire family? I feel like it'd be quite the gamble for it, and he could probably just easily recruit another, another girl. Could he though? Specifically, wanted a blonde girl, I guess, because they did kill um, um, Simon's girlfriend, uh, Connie. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, if say she was the chosen one, um. What are you going to do to make her go with? I mean, you can't have if uh, if she's going to go there to become the new May Queen, like you don't want her family wanting her to come back or her to be worried about her family or whatever. Right. That's true. Um, But her sister, unless there's other signs that we're not seeing, her sister had like a throw up all over her and stuff and was obviously probably conscious when it happened because she just wrote the message before she did it. So I don't, I don't know. Like if it was not voluntary, she probably would just would have taken it off. Yeah. Um, It's a good theory. I did. I did see that one proposed. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it is possible. Like that shit's crazy though. Like, so she moved them to the, the car and Started the car and then she, she like, she put the hose to their room. Oh, put the hose to their room. Okay, yeah. And she like blocked up all the exits so that they would suffocate in their sleep. Pretty pretty That's, fucked up. It is very fucked up. And before this, she was having problems, right? Because like her Danny was super worried about her the whole time. Yeah. 
so she decides to kill her parents and herself. I didn't even see that coming. Like I seen the message like, Oh, and mom and dad are coming too. I was like, okay, I don't know what that, what that means. I, I didn't really get it until it panned into their, to the room when they were sleeping with the thing under their door. I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. It's su- the whole household. It's super dark. And, um, that's how the movie oh. fucking pretty much opens. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I don't even like I don't even know how to fathom that. But anyways, that, that is the theme of the movie, it being dark and uh does not shy away from any of that. So indeed, I re- enjoyed it regardless. I really appreciated all the Swedish culture things. Minus, you know, all the fucked up cult shit. Um, Because I think a lot of it was based in in reality and it was pretty, pretty cool to research and and look into. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was pretty good. But yeah. So if you guys want to reach us, we are on Instagram or you can reach us by email at hazardousopinionspod at gmail.com or on Instagram as well. We also have a Discord you can join by clicking that nifty little invite link in the description. We'd love to chat with you guys there. Yeah. Be and sure then, to do uh, it. Next month's pick, or uh, the second pick for this month, is uh, yours. What are we doing? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Classic. Yeah. We are starting another another series yeah with arguably the best one in the series but you know we'll, we'll get to that yes is this um is this the first one i it can never the remember one. the order yeah like uh like matrix so i wish they would put fucking numbers in the title <laughs> just for people like me that can't remember <laughs> it's uh fellowship two towers and um uh return of the king Return of the King, yeah. Okay, yeah, I look forward to that. I um, I have not watched Lord of the Rings in a long time. Uh, it's yeah, probably been eight, nine years, maybe, since I've last watched the trilogy. Um, a lot shorter time frame for me, um, because I'm I'm always watching it every once in a while, kind of like Star Wars, but um, yeah, it's it'll be good. Yeah, excited to get back into that and do a, a deep dive. Um, yeah. We uh, covering the theatrical or the uh, standard release? Uh, I don't I hear know. The theatrical is like a couple of hours more for the entire series. I don't know. I don't think that that's the theatrical. It might be the director's cut that's that yeah, long. That's what I meant. My bad. Oh, I mean... I mean, we could. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. They're both pretty good. Depends on how much time you have, I guess. <laughs> do you have like four hours to watch a movie? I'm totally down to do four hours of Lord of the Rings. All right, sweet. That one it is. Uh, plus, that one has a, a car in it. A car. <laughs> yeah, what? apparently on like on set, somebody forgot to move their car or something in like one of the scenes. Uh, oh. when they're uh, 
walking away from the Shire, and you can see it in the background. Fucking Honda Prius in the back of Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a Pontiac or something. But yeah. It's as bad as the uh, Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Come on, guys. Right. <laughs> it happens, though. Yeah. So, uh, what else have you been watching lately? Uh, not Nothing in particular. Uh, just been watching anime episodes when I can. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. Been watching a lot of. Hell yeah. Still watching through that um, cooking show as well. Yeah. Uh, good worse. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching that too. I think we're almost done with that one. But yeah, we just kind of moved on to Dragon Ball Super one day. Because I don't know. I just felt like watching it. <laughs> we got kind of into it. So we're watching it that now. That's fair. That's fair. I uh, actually have a few movie suggestions this time. Oh, you do? Now I'm, of course, done with Peaky Blinders and everything like that. Getting through my movie list a bit more and catching up on some good ones. Um, I have two good recommends and then one that I would uh, recommend people to not watch. (laughs) So all three of these are on Netflix. Um, The two that I would recommend are Curious Case of Benjamin Button and The Old Guard. Benjamin Button's an old one with um, Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett. Very good. It's like a Forrest Gump type of movie. Like more of a... Yeah, like a story told um, movie. Yeah, like one guy doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And like it's just yeah. a crazy, unrealistic tale. But more of like a storybook one where you look inwards and there's a moral and, you know. Yeah. But it's good. I enjoyed it. And the old guard as well was a quite a surprise. Actually, it's got Charlize Theron and it's like this group of immortals. And so they're just doing, you know, superhero shit throughout time. Like they've just been alive for thousands, thousands of years and they never know when they're going to become not immortal, but just one day they won't come back to life after they die. Oh, wow. Like they, they actually die, but they just come back and it's, it's interesting. It was it was actually a pretty good movie. So that you just spoiled it for me, they die. <laughs> Not really. That's that's kinda in the trailer. Um Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh it sounds interesting though. I wanna check it out. Like they can get shot and stuff, but they just like get back up and expel the bullets type of thing. Like super healing, I guess, is rather Oh. The thing. Oh, okay. Rather so, than like coming back Wolverine. to life. Yeah. Okay. They just don't cool. know when one day their healing will stop. But it was a it was yeah. quite a surprise. And then I watched uh, White Noise with Adam Driver and uh, Don Cheadle. That was uh, not not as good of a good surprise. <laughs> Pretty bad, you'd say. Also on Netflix, it's very dramatic. And it's trying to be super artistic. Uh, it just didn't, it didn't hit for me. I'm sure there's an audience somewhere for it, but I, I couldn't recommend it to the average person. Yeah. Seems like a, the, a lot of the first two. Seems like, uh, quite a few of Adam driver movies. They're just not, they're not, not landing. I, I really want to see, um, marriage story that he does with, uh, Scar Joe. That one looks I've seen good. That one, that one, that one's pretty good. Um, 
but I heard that new movie came out with his, uh, was it, uh, was it 60, 64, 69 or something? Oh yeah. 65, 65. Yeah. yeah that might be it. Yeah. I heard that one's bad, but I haven't seen it yet. So I guess I don't know, but, uh, hmm. yeah, see, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It kind of looked interesting. Yeah, it was. It seemed really cool. I mean, you know, futuristic sci-fi, but like go back into prehistoric era. It seems pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, that was uh, that was Midsummer. Um, of course, write us with your thoughts and give us your reviews or stars on Spotify and Apple. And uh, yeah, let us know what movies you would like us to cover in the future. Yeah. Until next time. See ya. See ya.